nostalgia, memories, growing up in Central Florida in the 1990s. What a bunch of sappy crap. It's the Sappy Crap Podcast. Starring Steve Bauman and Jarman Day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Sappy Crap Podcast, where the names are changed, but the stories are real. I'm Jarman. And I'm Steve. That's right. The stories are real, or at least how our brains have chosen to keep them. It's been so long since these events at this point, they're just fun stories. Yeah. Who knows if they really happened or not? Or we're just completely making all of this up. I could have been drunk for most of that time. (laughs) I hope you weren't. I could have been hallucinating everything. Jarman may not be real. Like a ghost, because this is a special Halloween episode. Like that movie I didn't understand, A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> but what are we talking about this uh, this episode, Steve? Well, we are talking about Halloween's past, our own Halloween stories, remembrances, mm. costume, angst, candy, vomiting, makeup. <laughs> prosthetics and more vomiting and it's uh, as usual or being nostalgic about this because right now we're smack dab in the middle of 2020 in the middle of a pandemic and we can't go trick-or-treating we can't go out halloweening we can't do any of that kind of stuff so no parties so we're kind of reminiscing about the good times the things we used to do for all those wonderful halloweens so german what are uh to, to get us started what are some Halloween movies that you break out to get you in that Halloween spirit? Oh, my goodness. Well, I think you'll know this, but I'm a huge fan of the Halloween movie series. Yes, you are. Now, if you don't know, folks, it's the Michael Myers, the white mask, uh, which, funny enough, is actually a, a mask of William Shatner initially, and they dyed it white and made it, gave it to him, bleached it. But anyways, uh, yeah, since I was a kid, I love that movie. I'll put that on all the time. Um, for any parties I would have, I always love putting on just old black and white uh, horror movies in the background. Uh, but I just love a good cheesy slasher film. Uh, the dumber, the better. What about you? To cement German's uh, love of Halloween, I can confirm that from approximately seventh grade until uh, maybe 12th, uh, your go-to costume was your Mike (laughs) Myers jumpsuit, even when you had grown four to five inches and it was very tight in the crotch. Oh, yes. Eventually, I had to stop. I remember towards the end, you would like have to pack yourself into that thing because (laughs) it was... It was made for a smaller you. Yeah. And not because I'm like super well endowed or something. It's just a matter of just no, I was no. too tall. You were like six inches shorter when you came up with that costume and then you just milked it for five or six years. Yeah, I got it at a thrift store. It was just that blue mechanics jumpsuit. And you it, had those zip perfect. up boots. I remember those. Oh, I forgot about the zip up boots. Yeah. yeah. But then I remember what also what you would do is when it got sweaty, like too sweaty, you would take the mask off and comb your hair back and then say you were Fonzie. <laughs> I forgot about that. Like it was like an easy or like a grease monkey. It didn't take much to just have it be a costume. Yeah, it was like 50, 70s looking grease monkey kind of thing. You were already wearing a mechanics jumpsuit. Because the mechanics jumpsuit also had kind of bell bottoms at the end because it was appropriate for the movies in the coming out in the 70s, the original Halloween. Oh, so yeah. Everything it was boot cut. Yeah, it was perfect. So, yeah, that was a big, uh, big deal. I remember walking around in that costume. Um, you love that costume. It was like our last how- trick or treating probably. And I hit somebody's car with my knife. I don't know, because mm-hmm. they were cursing at us and making fun of us or something. So I walked Sounds over right. and I hit the car with a knife and they drove away because they were scared. <laughs> That's right. But they were being jerks. They were cursing. And we were, you know, kids still kind of. We're kids. We're teens. Nine. <laughs> but what about you? Do you have any favorite movies that you love breaking out? Trick or Treat, a recent holiday Halloween classic. That's mm. like truly a Halloween movie. Not even like a scary movie. It's a Halloween movie. 
Uh, Ernest Scared Stupid, which we reviewed a few years ago. Oh, on the Play on Nerds podcast. People check it out. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hocus Pocus, one from our adolescence. Uh, and then any chance I have to, to watch Gremlins, both at Halloween and Christmas, I do. Because it's both. Because it's both. This Hocus Pocus stuff has gotten out of hand, though. It's like gotten this resurgence and people just like, go mad about it. I've never, I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. If at all, it was like a, apparently, apparently it was a huge flop. I just read a whole thing about how when it first came out, it really did not know what it was and they didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Now it's like a cult favorite. It's getting almost like Rocky horror status kind of stuff. People just talk oh, about it all the yeah. time. Yeah. So I guess it's good. I need to watch it. Apparently. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> and I haven't seen trick or treat either. So let's talk about like some early Halloweens. Yes. What do you remember from that way back Halloween machine? My biggest thing has always been the costumes. I'm a theatrical guy, I guess. Um, and one of the things that was, was made my youth was my mom knew how much I loved Mortal Kombat. Um, mm-hmm. I even had it for the original Game Boy that wasn't in color, folks. Um, <laughs> so I love Mortal Kombat so much. She knew it was violent, but she was still you know, forgiving of that. And she knew how much I liked it. So I got the movie, the VHS. It was wonderful. So she went to this local tailor. And had put together a Sub-Zero costume for me. So that was the one I used for years until I grew out of it. That was the precursor to the Michael Myers costume was my Sub-Zero mm-hmm. costume. Might be before I met you, I think. And The uh, first time you wore it was like fifth grade. Like the first time oh, was it? treating. So you did yeah. see me with that. I didn't know if I was younger than that or not. It was like barely complete. Mm. And the paint wasn't dry. That's the thing is we had a, a BMX mask that we paint, painted blue and black to match Sub-Zero's in the game. And it, it was wasn't pretty cool, but it was cool. But I was like huffing paint basically at that point by accident because it wasn't dry. But that's in my earliest memories is the costumes and the ridiculousness of trick or treating the whole idea that you're getting candy for free from strangers. <laughs> you know, it's odd. But what are your earliest memories, Steve? Uh, I remember that. I remember going with you trick or treating like I'd probably been living in the state for two months at that point or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, and I remember, yeah, you got like sick off fumes and we had to go back and like sit down a few times. I think I was dizzy. Yeah. I do remember that. <laughs> and I was overheated because, uh, I was used to Halloween's in the Northeast where in October, late October, it's cold. Mm-hmm. So you have to have a costume that fits under a coat or, or like over top of it. <laughs> and so I made this big robot costume out of like boxes and pipe. And I remember stuff. that. And it was so hot. It was like a little sauna that I designed for myself to walk around in. <laughs> uh, and within a half hour, I was dragging that thing with me. It was bad. And we, oh, yeah. We took a stop at your house because you were getting dizzy. And I like raided some sort of bin you had and ended up with like a cape and a top hat or something. Oh, yeah. We always had that bin full of random parts of costumes. And spent the rest of the night as a magician when we went back out. because It was just too hot to be a fucking robot. A magician who apparently was bathed in sweat. <laughs> mm, I'm the sweaty magician. <laughs> I'll never forget that joke that uh, Jerry Seinfeld told him of his specials. He's like, because he was, grew up in the Northeast as well. And his mom, he wanted to dress as Superman for, for Halloween. And she puts him up in a jacket and a scarf. So he's covering up the entire costume. He's like, I don't remember Superman wearing a jacket. <laughs> That's <laughs> it was, right. It was just so funny. Uh, but I never had to deal with that because it was always hot as hell here in Florida. So it didn't matter. Uh, my very first costume I remember was in Staten Island, New York, when we lived there when I was. I think ages four to six or something like that. Um, And I remember breaking into my parents that I wanted to go as a Ninja Turtle like the day before Halloween. Oh, 
and my dad being like real mad and putting together like cutting out a cardboard front and back and it was all <laughs> held together by like one of his belts <laughs> and i had a ninja turtle mask from a prior thing and i was a ninja turtle just like that i was a ninja turtle Heck yeah and i remember my parents being really upset but i don't remember there being another costume another costume i i I don't remember my plan of being a ninja turtle upsetting some existing plan of theirs oh like they didn't have a plan in motion at all i don't know like maybe they did and maybe that's why they were so mad and they can tell me the awesome costume they got for me that i refused to wear (laughs) but i don't remember them having a plan oh that's funny I don't know why that reminds me of uh, basically being so mad because I really wanted this shirt in the 90s. This is not Halloween related, but it's related. Yeah, 90s. Everyone remembers in the 90s. This is a 90s podcast. We're talking about 90s shit. Um, yeah. But those shirts that had multicolored, like bright pastel colors, you know, and like square Ooh, yeah. patterns. And it was made of pure silk. And we left a TJ Maxx or something. And I was like, I want that shirt so bad. I'll look so cool. And I, they said, fine. And they would not shut up about it. And so they went in there. My parents didn't have a lot of money at that time. And they went in and bought me the shirt. And I wore it for the school picture and then lost it. <laughs> for work. Of course you did. <laughs> but it's in that school picture, this hideous 90s-tastic shirt. So we, we've put a lot of fits into our parents. We don't know what they actually were doing. So I bet they had a wonderful costume for you. And that you was just... probably a great costume. I was a piece of shit in ruin. <laughs> exactly. I went, I was I was a ninja turtle with a leather belt. <laughs> a leather belt. Uh and then I think Halloween we can't really talk about without talking about our parties. Yes. Starting and when, like fifth, sixth grade, maybe seventh, seventh grade. And the reason I know this is because you and I got talked into throwing this party by our girlfriends at the time. We had girlfriends in seventh grade. You were dating this girl named Caitlin. Mm, is that and the fake I was name? Date- yes. Okay. I know you're talking and about that. <laughs> you convinced me that it would be great if I dated her best friend, Cece right and then somehow collectively they pressured us into thinking we should throw this party and i remember only holding hands at that time i didn't think i i don't think i did any the kissing i got i got one peck on the cheek hey i remember it was a big thing it was a good ride home (laughs) from school on my bike after that so in the seventh grade i hosted i think my mom was out of town so your dad agreed to chaperone He's a terrible chaperone. <laughs> I mean, he would have let pretty much anything happen. Oh, yeah. So we have 30 to 40 kids over at my house. We've got the pool. It's a big hit. And you and I became the guys that threw one of the Halloween parties. Yeah. And it kind of cemented us as a duo. And also, did that is is the Halloween party where we eventually invited like bands that were playing at our school to come play at our, our party? Yes. Ninth grade, we got... <laughs> Franco, the name of a band, not a person, uh, which was the coolest of the two bands uh, at our school. <laughs> and it was a big deal that not only did we get them to perform, but I convinced my dad to pay them. I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. And all I remember is that I hated their music, but I also was aware that I didn't like any modern music at the time. So That's I was true. I wasn't a good judge of what was good and bad. So I was just like, I'm guessing people like this, but I can't stand it. <laughs> a few things I remember from these parties specifically. Uh, the ninth and 10th grade, we had Franco 
And the one in ninth grade, we got shut down by your neighbors who filed a noise complaint with the police at like 815 at night or something. I, I think it was even earlier than that. It was crazy early. Yeah. I remember being really disappointed. Sidetrack real quick. Those same neighbors I had, they called the police on us. It was about 830 in the evening when we had a string quartet playing in our backyard. And they called the nice. police. They didn't come over and say, can you keep your string quartet down? They called the police on us for a quartet. So they're assholes. Nice. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I remember a bunch of people got out of the pool and ruined a bunch of their equipment. Oh, because there was no water barrier. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb of us. <laughs> yeah, we're kids. Um, For the first one, my girlfriend at the time, the one that convinced us to overall do the party, convinced me that wings were the way to go. Mm. So I talked my dad into like a 50 wing wing tray and nobody except for our buddy Kiki ate any of them. And my dad was pissed and we ate wings for lunch and dinner for like the next two days. Why didn't anybody eat wings? Wings are wonderful. Because they were like seventh graders. No one wants to eat at a party and like embarrass themselves. Oh, man. Go to party now. It's all I care about. Oh, my God. (laughs) Party now. I'd be like, so I was told there were wings. (laughs) I don't care who's here. Can I have some wings? (laughs) Is it like your bar mitzvah or something? It doesn't matter. Where are those wings? (laughs) Oh, the difference between being an adult and a child. Um, Uh, Yeah. And then one of the ones at my house, this girl, I'll just call by her real name because it's about Joy, came as a fairy. Mm. And she brought a sack with her that she called fairy dust, oh, which no. was really a bag filled with coarse cut translucent glitter, <laughs> which she threw at people by the handful. I remember this. And not too long after this, I took over the responsibility of cleaning our pool. <laughs> and until the day we moved out every now and then, when I cleaned that filter, a piece of that goddamn glitter would come out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can confirm. Four years later, five years later. I, I, I dated a burlesque performer for uh, a few years and she would make all these costumes with glitter on them. And for years after we broke up, there was still glitter random places in my house, my clothing, on my, my just furniture. It was ridiculous. It just gets everywhere. Oh, I remember using that pool of yours, by the way, for a different purpose, because like, I have an allergy attack at your house because of your cats. And your dad told Probably. me because I was swelling up and I couldn't breathe. He's like, get in the pool. <laughs> so I jumped in your pool. <laughs> just wash everything off. <laughs> yeah. Of and it actually worked. I could breathe better and just clear my signs because it was really cold at the time. I don't think it was summer or something. Um, so your dad, you know, he's, he's a nurse. He knows what the hell he's talking about. So Got it. my dad pushed you in the pool. Got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's for your health. <laughs> <laughs> it actually worked. So I believe him. <laughs> but those uh, were great parties and, we, and when was our last party that we threw probably i think it was 10th i don't think we did it after that i can't remember one after 10th i don't mm. think i hosted because then after that you and i went to hosting like cast parties and that kind of stuff right and now it's harder as an adult because i still hang out with a lot of performer type people and they love throwing halloween parties so i really just can't outdo without you here to help me you know tag team it that's true to balance it we i can't uh, like compare with these uh, parties that are thrown now so especially here in orlando with all these performers so it's 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 not good yeah i need you here man (laughs) (laughs) uh and then let's talk about maybe some some college halloween Mm -hmm. so unfortunately we spent our colleges separately yeah but uh are some highlights some parties that you really liked or something freshman year was the year i learned that robin hood and peter pan have incredibly similar costumes oh yes <laughs> uh sophomore year i ended up at a huge frat party blowout of, at university of washington u-dub 
uh, a girl whose boobies I desperately wanted to touch uh, wanted to go. So I agreed to go. <laughs> Uh, and I spent most of the night doing a Harry Carey impression a la Will Ferrell because that's how I was dressed. Hi. Hi, door. Did she like oh, your man. impression? I did not get to touch her boob. <laughs> what a charmer you are. Whether she liked my impression or not. I was actually thinking of that while I was coming home tonight before we recorded this about parties and stuff and how silly it was because I, I'd always be excited about college Halloween parties because I'm like, oh, I'm going to see all these girls. Everyone dresses really scantily and I'll make out with somebody. Yeah. But at the same time, I'd shoot myself in the foot because I always wanted to wear like the grossest costume or the best oh, makeup yeah, effect. Heavy makeup. Or yeah. Aesthetic or so I was never going to make out with anybody. <laughs> People get me cool no, compliments, but I'm not going to get laid. That's when you go dressed as Fonz. Yeah. Hey, I'm a mechanic. I mean, Fonz. <laughs> hey. Oh, man. Post-college, sort of the craziest adult party I've been to. Mm. Uh, when we were living in Pittsburgh for about six months before we moved to New York, uh, this old guy named Dick and think if like Santa Claus was a filthy hippie. Okay. Um, throw this legendary block Halloween party every year. And he put out these flyers and these invitations that basically say like, everyone's welcome till eight children must leave at eight mm. because at eight sharp trays of like jello shots come out. And magic mushroom pizza comes out and just baggies filled with joints. This was at in Seattle? This was in Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, and suddenly everyone is getting super high and super drunk. I had way too many pot brownies. Like, way too many. <laughs> we all end up like stumbling back to my uncle's house, which is just down the street, and like waiting out this terrible high. <laughs> Next day, I shit. Smells like weed. Oh, God. Too many That's details. how intense this was. I'm just telling you. <laughs> this, is all, this is all about remembering and commemorating these things. I guess that's hard to forget. <laughs> you never forget. Uh, so that was like the craziest adult Halloween party I've been to. Hashtag never forget weed poop. That's right. <laughs> um, but now that I've got kids, Halloween's different. <laughs> I would imagine. Uh, now we very uh, openly judge uh, public Halloween events. Mm. Now we're those parents. Because uh, there are two communities, very ritzy communities, and one does it real good and the other one's a real screw up. Uh, there's this, a, can- a community called Campbell right down the road, real, real ritzy, nice downtown. And they do this event where they shut off the road on both ends of their historic downtown and they tell businesses to to give out presents they've got bouncy houses and face pairs this whole thing but no one organizes any of this they just tell businesses it's happening right so every business does their own thing some people have tables out front some people you've got to like go into their business like all the way inside their business some people have stuff set up in the middle of the road (laughs) um there and everything has separate lines so you go from being in a line to get candy from one business to going to being in a line somewhere else to go get candy from a different but it's a fucking nightmare uh, and then there's this other one called Willow Glen, another super ritzy, nice community. And they just have this one line and they tell all the businesses what to do. They say, if you want to participate, you put a table out and you have easy to grab candy, you bastards. <laughs> and all the kids get in one big shoehorn line and go business to business to business. And every kid racks up a huge bag of candy. I mean, that's great and all, but it's just it's and the less, parents uh... all leave. There's less uh, complications. There's less fun. 
No. See, as a parent, that's fun. Okay. <laughs> Seeing my kid not have to fight another three-year-old for a pencil eraser shaped like a candy corn <laughs> is my idea of fun as an adult. See, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm weird. It's weird these days because people don't stay in their own neighborhoods to go trick or treating. So, like, I live in a regular looking neighborhood, but we'll probably get like two trick or treaters on a normal year, not a pandemic year, of course. Yeah. Um, but whereas this neighborhood, Baldwin Park, which is a up, like you said, upper I'm scale kind of Park. neighborhood, and a lot of houses really close together because it's all new construction and a lot of apartments and everything's real stuck together, but real ritzy, famous, or, uh, rich neighborhood. And the people come in there from the hundreds with their children just to walk around these houses because they know everyone's have good candy and there's clo- houses close together so you can rack it up real fast. And I was like, that's not is that not the point of Halloween? That's just just how much candy can I possibly get? But about going around your neighborhood, meeting your neighbors and kind of being in a, a community activity. It just feels very not this year. Well, not this year. And this year is nothing you know, off the books. Yeah. But, you know, it's just it just seems silly. Like the, it's not the point is not just to get as much candy as possible. It's about, you know. Having fun with your neighbors. I don't know. I, I might maybe it's like an old man at this point. I don't know. I don't know. When you were eleven, was it about having fun with your neighbors, or was it about getting as much candy as possible? I think e- even then, when I was eleven, mm-hmm. maybe when I was six, but when I was eleven, it was about my friends trick or treating with me, and I didn't really care about the candy because I said I never liked candy that much. I don't know. Yeah, it was all about candy, and then I was going <laughs> to take advantage of you because you didn't like candy. <laughs> oh, smart! <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> yeah if they were uh, handing okay, out like yeah. doritos i'd be like damn i'm gonna have made dorito houses as possible but i don't care about candy right. <laughs> uh yeah we're telling joyce that the easter bunny's coming twice this year and so she's gonna get a halloween basket and we're gonna hide candy oh that's a good idea or she has at least something to do and you could just like have dale hiding under the couch too dale jr it would just cover him in Snickers bars. Exactly. You found all the Snickers. Found him before the cats. Of course I found him, Daddy. He's crying. <laughs> He's not a good hider. Stop crying, son. Okay, so I got a, a closing question here. Okay. If time, preparation, and money were no object, what is one epic costume that you would want to do? Oh my goodness. Oh, do you have one already? So I can think about mine? Uh, so I think it, I think it would be just hilarious and terrible to have one of those costumes of one of the guys from Battlefield Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the full forest Whitaker with the, the space boots that are like a foot and a half tall, like <sighs> whatever the hell those guys are. Just a full, really good movie quality. Oh, yeah. Them. Thousands and thousands of dollars and confused about me for the rest of my life. People, if you don't know, Battlefield Earth Scientology movie based off uh, a book from L. Ron Hubbard with and John we, Travolta. We watched it and reviewed it for our old podcast. Yes, a play on words. You can <laughs> check that ridiculous out. Ridiculous film. <laughs> you know, I think a really fun one that I'd, if I had all the money and then make it really look screen accurate would be an Andorian from Star Trek. Do you remember what Andorians are, Steve? No. They're the blue guys with antenna on their heads and white hair. I don't think we've seen them yet. Maybe we haven't. Maybe you could be right. But the cool thing is I would get the antennas like in the new movies that can move around on their own. Oh, no. We definitely have not seen these guys. I would remember this guy. <laughs> okay. They're great. They're a great new uh, race that you'll see. That's okay. for other show, folks. Muppet Trek, where we're watching all episodes of the original Muppet Show and the original Star Trek. So check that out, too. 
That's right. But anyways, yeah, I'd probably do that. It's for it's fairly easy. Okay. I didn't go as other than that. I, I'd want something like the Lich King, like this giant thing of armor from like, like big armor pieces and stuff. Yeah, like a giant sword, everything kind of glowy with red or blue for the Lich oh, King. Rather, Frostmourne hungers. <laughs> yeah, Frostmourne hungers. Yeah, that'd be fun. So there you go. So that wraps up this episode of the Sappy Crap Podcast. That's right. Join us next time when we're going to talk about uh, school dances. Yeah, I'm calling it now. Uh, we're coming up on homecoming season, and we're going to continue the theme of talking about things that high schoolers aren't going to get a normal chance to experience this year. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so thanks for joining us down this delightful stumble down memory lane. And don't forget, the good old days weren't always that good. This podcast was brought to you by A Play on Nerds. 